0: It's now time for the Billy C Show. Part of the BillyCBoxing.com network.
1: And we're coming to you live from the Billy C Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill and It's time for the Billy C Show. Good morning, good day, good evening, whenever you're watching, whenever you're listening. I hope you're doing okay today. Today's show, real quick, being brought to us in part by my book, Tom Molino, From Bondage to Baddest Men on the Planet. I've been hawking this book for a few years now. Get yourself a copy. You can get it on Amazon.com. And, uh, it's a great stocking stuffer the, 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 you know, I, the truth of the matter with this book, I, I, I took my I speech lessons from Porky Pig, but, uh, the beauty of this book, it fits right in the stocking, you know, falls right out, fits in the stocking. Um, if you want a signed copy, just drop me an email, Billy at talking boxing, dot com. Let's get with it. We are going to talk, uh, mostly today. About Anthony Joshua's ninth round knockout over Q Bot Pulov last night. And uh, first of all, I got to say this I I I love watching uh, major fights in the afternoon, early evening. I love it. You know, I I mean, when we have them here in the States, we got to wait till midnight, 11 p.m., something like that. I'm just getting old, man. I can't stay up that late. Come on. A a happening night for me is 9 p.m. But uh, anyway, in case you missed it, AJ uh, took care of business, uh, stopped uh, Pulov at two minutes and 58 seconds of the ninth round. Uh, it was a knockout. Uh, he improves to 24 wins, one loss. His only loss coming to Andy Ruiz Jr. with 22 of his wins coming by knockout. Cubot uh, Pulov drops to 28-2. Uh, his only two losses um, coming at the hands of uh, some major players, AJ and, of course, uh, Klitschko. Mr. Klitschko uh, was his other uh, loss. Um how did the fight go? Well, in my opinion, Anthony Joshua won every single round up until the knockout. Uh, he did uh, uh, drop uh, Pulov twice in round three. Uh, his uppercut was working last night. Uh, there's no question about it. Some devastating shots uh, landed uh, on Pulev. <clears throat> you know, I, we're going to be bringing, of course, Dax Khan on and uh, also uh, my man Alex Papali in a little bit. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, is, you know, first of all, sit down, okay? Just just, just sit down for a minute because um, what I'm going to say is most likely uh, going to be a shock uh, to a lot of people uh, because uh, make no secret, Anthony Joshua of the heavyweights is my guy. I mean, uh, he's, he's the one I, I, I like the most and for the longest time I thought was the best in the world. Um, it's easy to say, well, you know, uh, Tyson Fury beats uh, AJ. I'm not so sure about that. Um, But I will tell you this. Deontay Wilder, who I think is a fraud, okay, Uh, and I think he's lost his mind, Um, he's a one-trick pony. He's not as good as people say. He's not as good as he thinks. Um, But I think he beats Anthony Joshua. And I'll tell you why. Anthony Joshua last night... And, and, and listen to me. This does not mean he's a better fighter than AJ. You know, styles make fights. You, any boxing fan has heard this their whole life, right? Or at least as long as you've been a fan. Well, styles make fights. You know, you go through the the, the the history of the sport and you see this guy fought that one and he beat him and then, you know, he beats another guy who loses to the other guy. I, I mean, it's just the style. And the problem with AJ And it has not been corrected. We can say whatever we want about the loss to Andy Ruiz. He took it lightly, blah, 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 which is most likely the case. I mean, Andy Ruiz, um, you know, is the type of fighter. He doesn't look like a fighter. But the thing about Ruiz is that he's got uh, uh, really fast hand speed. I mean, the bottom line is AJ wasn't ready for that. Plus, he wasn't training uh, 100% for that fight. Um, So there was a lot of reasons why he lost, and and Andy Ruiz was the better man that night. Now, of course, A.J. made up for that in the rematch. He fought a totally different style fight. Similar to Tyson Fury uh, using his brain, mixing up uh, the game plans for his fights against uh, Deontay Wilder. But when I look at Deontay and I look at what he does, and let's face it, he does one thing. He looks for the knockout. He's a headhunter. That's all he's got. He's got no defense. He's got no footwork. He's got nothing. He's he's a fraud uh, with a lot of pop, and that pop has carried him to where he is today, uh, sitting with one loss. Where really, is, realistically, he should have two. But the way AJ does not protect himself, he he his hands are down. He's usually so much bigger than his opponents. Okay, which incidentally, um, he was listed last night at six foot six. And uh, Pulev uh, was listed at six foot four. Looked like he was a foot taller than Pulev. I, I don't know. Brian Kenny said the same exact thing. I'm making notes on my on my sheets here, and I'm going. He looks a hell of a lot taller than two inches. And as soon as I said that, Brian Kenny uh, comes back and and says the same thing. Um, but uh, the truth of the matter is, is is because of his guard or lack of. Um, you know, I I I I, I just. I think I think De, uh, Deontay catches him. And, uh, I, you know, now maybe he fights a smarter fight. Maybe he tries to stand the outside and uh, and outbox Deontay, which is easy to do. Uh, Deontay doesn't know how to box, really. Um, but I, it's a fight that I, I don't like for AJ. Now, I love AJ against Tyson Fury. I think that that's, uh, that's a good fight because I think AJ can box, and, of course, Tyson Fury can box. Um, I just don't think that, um, AJ, uh, will come up short. I, I think he's got more punching power. I think he lands, uh, on Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury is, uh, susceptible to the, to the uppercut, and that seems to be one of AJ's favorite punches. Uh, remember, uh, Steve USS Cunningham, uh, dropped him with an uppercut, and, uh, you know, there's no way, uh, Cunningham's got the pop. AJ does. Um, and A.J. can box, and he can uh, box from the outside. I, I, I like the two styles for a future matchup between A.J. and uh, and Tyson Fury. But if I'm A.J., uh, I, I'm not really gunning for, for Deontay Wilder. And quite frankly, Deontay Wilder, um, you know, he might be out of the picture for a little bit anyway. Uh, he does have to get another fight under his belt. I personally don't think that Tyson Fury should even – consider uh, fighting him again uh, at all and and not because I think that uh, Deontay would beat him I just think why do we need to see it again we saw uh, make no mistake we saw Tyson Fury beat uh, Deontay Wilder twice he was robbed in the first fight robbed I mean I don't care what you think yeah two knockdowns doesn't doesn't make a fight a draw because every other round was dominated by Tyson Fury but anyway back to uh, AJ and uh, Pulev Pulev's a good fighter uh, but he is what he is, uh, not in the same class as Anthony Joshua. And, and which brings me to some of the commentary that was going on last night. Um, you know, they were trying to say Huey Fury it, it could beat everybody in the world at heavyweight except the upper echelon, which is uh, A.J. And, and Tyson Fury, which he wouldn't. Uh, they would never fight each other, and maybe even Deontay, um, or uh, like uh, Ortiz, Uh, But uh, they felt that uh, he could beat uh, everyone else, which I'm not so sure of, uh, to be honest with you. But uh, in any event, Anthony Joshua, uh, after a long layoff, uh, uh, is back. We'll see what uh, fight he takes on uh, next. Um, Eddie Hearn, his promoter, uh, says they're looking to uh, fight uh, Tyson Fury sometime next year, 2021. Um, You know. The thing that separates uh, boxing of yesteryear uh, to boxing of today is that they the big fights that we wanted to see were made. Um, that's not so much the case today. Uh, a lot of these guys, you know, they try to marinate it. If you want to take a, a phrase from from uh, the uh, dinosaur uh, Bob Arum, uh, but the truth of the matter is, is um, uh, they it so long that it, it loses its flavor, since we're going to stay with the, the, the marination uh, type of uh, uh, adjectives here. But uh, uh, it loses its flavor. Uh, it marinates too much, and, and it's over, uh, or that we don't get to see the fighters at their prime. Right now, the fight out there has to be AJ against Tyson Fury. Deontay Wilder still in the mix. I mean, I, I know I was talking negatively of him, uh, but he does have that one uh, strength, and it's his strength, his knockout power, uh, which uh, uh, no one may have uh, equal. He may be the hardest punching heavyweight uh, in the world today, uh, but unfortunately, in the sport of boxing, you need more than just uh, more than just pop. You know, um, you know. I, I, I was excited about this fight because I wanted to see. Uh, Anthony Joshua and what he would do because he, his last outing uh, with his uh, um, payback victory over Andy Ruiz Jr., he, he displayed kind of a Klitschko-esque type performance where he fought very smart. He was patient. He won the fight hands down on points. Um, he could have done the same thing against Pulov last night. Um, but they kept saying, oh, he's going to get back into the old uh, slaying his opponents and knocking them out and going after them and, and being the, the beast that he is. Is that smart for AJ? I mean, the truth of the matter is, is uh, you know, the elephant in the room here, besides myself, uh, is the fact that he does have a suspect chin. Um, you know, he was uh, beaten up. And, and listen, make no mistake, you could sugarcoat it. And, and listen, nobody loves the British boxing fans more than me. As a matter of fact, over the years, this is our 17th year. Uh, over the years, I, I had really wished that I, I would have had an opportunity to do this show in England. Uh, because, uh, to tell you the truth, the British boxing fans, uh, not only are the most, uh, knowledgeable uh, of the fans, but, uh, they, they take this sport to heart more than, more than anyone else I've ever met. And it would have been great, uh, for us to do this show there, uh, at some point. But, uh, uh, those days are behind us now, uh, and the truth of the matter is, is, um, you know, I, I just think that, um, you know, I, the truth is Andy Ruiz isn't a power puncher, <laughs> you know, and A.J. was stopped by him. Uh, you could say what you want about lack of training and everything else. We witnessed Mike Tyson uh, get stopped by Buster Douglas, even though they had a long count, and the fight should have went to Tyson, but that's besides the point, Um you know, so I, the truth of the matter is, is, you know, there comes a point in a fighter's career like Klitschko when he decided, hey, you know what, uh, let me box. If the knockout comes, it comes. If not, a win's a win's a win's a win. You know, um, that uh, that's the way it, it should be. You know, take the win and uh, get out of there. Uh, uh, so, you know, I, personally, I was a little surprised um, to see uh, – um, you know, AJ come out like that. Now, I don't know if he's thinking, um, you know, like Pugh love was, was not going to hurt him or anything, which could be the case. You know, Pugh love he, he he looks like a, a dangerous guy, but I've said this many, many times. You know, I got to see him up close ringside in Denmark, and um, he's not all that. I, I mean, he's, he's, he's a big dude, but in street clothes, he, he doesn't look any bigger than some, uh, you know, uh, strong arm guy that you would meet uh, on a corner in the city. But, um, you know, the truth of the matter is, is, is he doesn't have the pop they make him up to be. Uh, Derek Rossi had him in all kinds of trouble, and they waved off the fight when he, uh, you know, landed a, a solid shot on Derek. So um, I, I've had my, my questions about Pulov since then, um, and maybe that's why AJ went after him the way he did, because he, he, he didn't at first... But he definitely stepped it up by the third round. And then he just kept the pressure on. And, uh, you know, Pulov was just uh, smiling and happy. I, I think th- the reason was because of the money he was making. Um, because he certainly wasn't um, getting under AJ's skin or anything like that. So uh, that was that. A um, couple of interesting stats uh, about the uh, the fight. Um you know, I, I I like the broadcast team of Brian Kenny and Sergio Mora for zone. Can't stand Chris Maddox. I know my man Alex Papali likes him. We went through this when we were in Vegas together. But um, Chris Maddox, I just I, I don't know, man. I don't know. But uh, 241 pounds uh, is what uh, AJ Wade last night. A few pounds heavier than uh, his rematch with uh, Andy Ruiz. 82 uh, inch reach was a substantial advantage. Uh, over the 39, that's right, 39-year-old Pulev, who weighed 240 pounds. Um, you know, so, I, I mean, I, like I said, I gave every single round uh, to uh, uh, to AJ, so at the time of the stoppage, I had him up by 10 points already. Uh, it was 80 to 70 after the eighth round. Uh, so there was the 10-7 round in, in round three, uh, so uh, uh, that's where I came up with uh, those uh, those scores, um, but uh, in any event, um, I-, I wanted to just uh, announce real quick the rest of our schedule for this year. Uh, we will be uh, doing a show next week. Uh, we are going to talk a little about Canelo and uh, Callum Smith uh, when the guys come on. Um, but uh, but after that, we're done for the year, and it's kind of sad to officially announce that we're done doing a regular show altogether. Um, you know, we we did it for 17 years. Uh, we run our, we ran our course. I announced it on uh, uh, John Signorella's show. I was a guest on his show, and and I'm going to be uh, open uh, for uh, doing guest spots and stuff like that in the future. But uh, we've decided that we are not going to be doing a regular show anymore. Uh, we will be doing some specials from time to time. And as a matter of fact, uh, Alex and Dax are preparing to do some short videos that we will post. Uh, so you, you'll still get content from Billy C. Boxing. And, of course, Dax is uh, the main man with the website. And uh, we, can, we have some other contributors uh, as well. Um, so I, we're going to maintain that. Uh, but as far as uh, uh, doing the uh, uh, show on a regular basis, we won't, unless the demand is so high. You know, that's the whole thing. I just feel I don't have uh, the demand... Uh, that we used to, and, um, you know, be as it may, it is what it is, you know, so, um, uh, that's, I just wanted to officially announce, Uh, so, uh, um, you know, it is what it is, you know, Uh, stuff like that happens occasionally, uh, and uh, that's what we're doing now, so, um, in any event, um, we, uh, uh, I'm going to get my man uh, Dax, uh, on the phone here in a second um and uh first he denied me you know I tried calling Dax and he he denied my call I mean you know it's like what's going on Dax I mean you don't love me no more but uh, anyway we're gonna get Dax on here in a second and Dax's uh, uh thoughts are being brought to us by uh, you guessed it, southerngourmetspice.com. dot com. Kenny Bear's barbecue rub. I'm addicted to this stuff. I love it. I haven't talked to Kenny, but I needs I need some of that. But really, what I really like is their new products, both their all purpose seasoned salt and my new favorite, the blackened Cajun rub. Get yourself a bottle of everything that they have. Uh, just visit their website, southerngourmetspice.com. Make sure you tell them Billy C. sent you. And uh, joining us right now, the guy who refused my call uh, is uh, Dax Khan. Good morning, Dax. Morning, Billy C. What's up with that, man? I see this message pops up and says, <laughs> Dax refused your call. I'm like, what? What do you mean he refused my <laughs> you, call?
0: You know, I, I I clicked it as I'm looking away at the same time, and I look over, and there's nothing, and I'm like, I turn over to the other setting and says, Oh, uh, call declined. I'm like, Really?
1: (laughs) I'm like, What was this? Something I said? You know, but uh, anyway, AJ knocks out Pulov in the ninth round last night, um, which incidentally, I love when the fights are on that time. But uh, what's your thoughts on the performance of both?
0: I'm not really sure what the future holds for Anthony Joshua, to be truly honest. Um, Years ago, I said. Is he going to be the next Lance Lewis, or is he going to be the next Frank Bruno? Frank Bruno was a great fighter. He was strong. He had problems with his conditioning, and that was Frank's biggest problem, because he was overly muscular, and we've seen that with Anthony Joshua. He knocked out Kabat-Puloff. Um... Which was expected, Pulev is 39, um, since losing to Vladimir Klitschko in 2014, which is going on seven years ago now, um, Pulev has faced second, even uh, third tier heavyweights, uh, you know, with no disrespect to them, but uh, they always exciting Derek Tesora, um, a past to Sam Peter, Huey Fury, who's not yet developed, Rydell Booker, and again, not to discredit any of those guys, but um, Pulov hasn't exactly been at that top level. I think he kind of waited a long time for that IBF mandatory position as he kind of aged because he's not a draw, and because of that, you know, the business side of the sport, you know, took over. You know, it was oddly say it was odd of how the DAZN team, one minute would say Pure Love only has one loss, and that was to Vladimir Klitschko in the middle of Klitschko's long reigning long uh, long term reign. And then the next comment would by one announced member or the other would be, Pure Love is one dimensional and easy to figure out. It's like, you know, one second you're trying to Build him up and make him this highly credible opponent. The next thing you're doing is you're passing him off as he's just, you know, uh, showcase a performance more or less. Um, excuses about how Joshua's been out of the ring a year so you can't expect a great performance from him or any other fighter who takes a year off. Oddly, with Floyd Mayweather Jr. sitting at ringside, Floyd could take in uh, three years off and come back looking like he, never, he didn't take a day off. You know, and they said that because Joshua looked very tentative early. Um, you know, even um, when Joshua had Pulov hurt in that third round, he should have been able to finish him. Pulov had turned his back a few times. Um, I'm surprised the ref didn't stop it. Uh, you know, Joshua did what was expected, but again. We've seen a different version of Anthony Joshua than what we all became enamored with. We've seen a version of Anthony Joshua that makes me question something that he had said himself in the build-up to the fight when I was watching um, one of the Sky Sports, uh, the Sky, uh, Sky Sports their, um Pre-fight face-down, where he said, "I take men's souls in the ring. Once I seen them hurt, I finish them off." And just like with Pulev not going down and coming out in the fourth round, looking, um, you know, to to resume fighting, same thing happened when Andy Ruiz got off that canvas in the third round, or was it the fourth round, where Andy Ruiz got off the floor? And Anthony Joshua's eyes more or less had this look, where maybe he had some flashbacks on, um, "Oh no, not again." You know, I I don't know, but you know, Anthony Joshua just really didn't seem like he wanted to engage with Pulev. Um, I think the fifth round is where you've seen uh, Pulev did very well. He pushed Anthony Joshua a little bit back. I think Anthony Joshua is a little bit punch-shy. Make no mistakes. Anthony Joshua can box. I mean, he is an Olympic gold medalist. He does have that ability. But I think Anthony Joshua has resorted back. To that outside moving style because Anthony Joshua is a little bit of punch-eye. Anthony Joshua and his team realize, you know what, you don't have the best of chins. And Anthony Joshua, unlike Vladimir Klitschko, who you mentioned before, and unlike Lennox Lewis, you know, the last really great heavyweight champion aside from the Klitschko brothers and the, the last um, undisputed lineal heavyweight champion, um, they uh, Anthony Joshua boxing in general doesn't have an a Manny, a Manny Stewart type guy who can build Anthony Joshua into the fighter that he needs to be dominant by adjusting his style to his size and Anthony Joshua unlike Klitschko and unlike Lennox Lewis is not the biggest guy in the division Tyson Fury as we all a lot of people forget His roots early on, when Tyson, before anybody really knew who he was, when he was clumsy, he was a kid that used to go to Kronk. He was there only a short time, but uh, Manny Stewart said in several interviews years afterwards, following up, that at one point in time, Tyson Fury is going to be the heavyweight champion of the world. He's going to be the man of this division. You know, and we've seen him going back to those roots in the first Deontay Wilder fight, where he was able to go out there, he was able to lean on Deontay Wilder, he was able to bully him on the inside. And that is exactly what I can see happening when he faces Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua and both Eddie Hearn kind of pulled a chump move at the end, where they just almost refused to say Tyson Fury's name. Instead, Anthony Joshua comes out with, uh, well, I respect him very much. He's a great champion. I think he mentioned the titles, but I'm the best IBF, WBA, and uh, WBO champion. So I'm not really sure what damage mentally has been done to Anthony Joshua. I think Anthony Joshua at this moment is one loss away from being totally ruined. I believe Deontay Wilder is still recovering from that brutal beatdown that Tyson Fury gave him. We know Tyson Fury wants to fight. We know Bob Arum want, wants to fight. I mean, Arum, when the fight started, was posting pictures of himself on Twitter sitting alone watching the fight. Right now, Anthony Joshua, like I said, he's punch-shy. I don't see this fight taking place in 2021. If Tyson Fury's uh, stay-busy opponent, a Jake cabal didn't run into some sort of legal trouble or uh, injury, which kind of scrapped Tyson Fury state busy fight, would have been sauce on the pasta, so to speak, where in terms of where fans would have pressured that fight to happen sooner than later. Um, so I don't expect that to happen next year. I tweeted off our account since Anthony Joshua entered into that uh, Rocky fourth, that Rocky, uh, that. Um, soundtrack from Rocky 4, you know, um, I said, uh, you know, to continue with the Rocky theme, Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn both know what Fury, uh, both know about Tyson Fury, what Duke knew about Rocky Balboa when Apollo Creed said he wanted the rematch. You know, he's all wrong for us, baby. I seen that man get hit and take punches I've never seen another man take before and still keep coming. And that's what Tyson Fury did with Deontay Wilder in that first fight, and we know what happened in the second fight. So I really do not see any point in time Eddie Hearn or Anthony Joshua getting into the ring with Tyson Fury, who just gets better and better and better. Agree or disagree, um, but I go by this due to answers in previous interviews before last night, the body language of Anthony Joshua in the Ruiz rematch, the body language of Anthony Joshua last night. And just by the way, him and Eddie Hearn do anything just to more or less avoid saying the name Tyson Fury.
1: Well, first of all, I think that um, a couple of things I I, I made a note of. They kept talking about Pulev with the uh, game plan of attacking uh, Klitschko and going uh, punch for punch with him, and that was his mistake. That wasn't true. Klitschko was like Tyson Fury was in the second fight with Deontay Wilder. Klitschko fought the most exciting fight I think he ever fought in his life against Pulev. And I've always said, and we talked about it on this show, that if Klitschko fought like that all the time, we would be, he would be on the, uh, on the top uh, of uh, all time. Uh, heavyweights everybody would would say that you yourself said how Klitschko dominated division you you can make the argument that he didn't even lose a round for a decade almost um, close to a decade so um the fact that AJ came in and fought the way he did um kind of you know it it seemed like he did have more confidence that he's gained more confidence back in his old style since the Ruiz fight But I disagree. I think he should have learned something from the first Ruiz fight, and I think he should have torn a page out of the Klitschko book and get back to boxing. I disagree with you about the Tyson Fury. I have a feeling that uh, A.J. beats Tyson Fury. I just don't think Tyson Fury has the punching power. They both are excellent boxers. I think what it's going to boil down to is Tyson Fury, should they fight, Tyson Fury's defense, which is second to none, can A.J. get through it? Can he land some punches? If he can, Tyson Fury's in trouble. If he can't, A.J.'s in trouble. So I, I like the fight. There's a lot of question marks of, of you know how it could go. Um, as far as uh, uh, A.J., um, I think that the problem, and we've talked about it on this show in, in the past and, and others have as well, I think maybe McCracken has, has reached his potential with A.J., I don't know if someone else could help him at this point, but his lack of defense is what's alarming to me, Dax. I don't think he could beat a Deontay Wilder, not because Deontay Wilder has anything other than power, but because Deontay Wilder has the power and A.J. doesn't seem to defend himself enough. I think Deontay could catch him, and that's all it would take.
0: Well, you know, conditioning is very important. We go with Lennox Lewis and Vladimir Klitschko. And outside of the Anthony Joshua loss and the Tyson Fury loss, where Tyson Fury more or less wouldn't allow Klitschko to land a glove on him, and Anthony Joshua, for a 40-year-old well past it, Klitschko, their losses at their best came to the fact that they didn't know how to um, paced themselves. They were big guys against smaller guys who were more agile, who tired them out, and that's how Manny Stewart developed that style for them on how to wear them guys down. Now, Deontay Wilder's actually taller than Anthony Joshua. He's not bigger mass-wise, but Tyson Fury is huge compared to Deontay Wilder. Now, Tyson Fury going in there against Anthony Joshua is going to be exactly like how Lennox Lewis and Vladimir Klitschko used to go in against the six foot three and six foot two guys. That's gonna be that size disparity. Now let me ask you a question. Do you think that let's say Vladimir Klitschko at his best, or Lennox Lewis at his best, would be able to beat Anthony Joshua, the best version of Anthony Joshua we've seen so far?
1: It's a great question. It's a great question because... Using
0: their style and thinking about how Anthony Joshua, and especially when I said on this show, I think it was um, right after Carlos Takam fight, we did a post-fight, and I said, and you yourself balked at me. You thought it was funny. Um, You you kind of uh, made a little snotty comment, and I forget who else did, but my, my words were, if this was any other opponent, Anthony Joshua would have ended up being knocked out. The way he was huffing and puffing in that corner at the end of the fifth round, I thought Anthony Joshua was going to have an asthma attack. And what happened two fights later, Andy Ruiz Jr. goes out there and just embarrasses Anthony Joshua, much for that very same reason. Anthony Joshua is not the biggest. He's a big, strong, impressive, aesthetically you know, looking um, fighter. He has uh, world caliber skills, but on the other hand, Tyson Fury has those same skills. He's a lot bigger, and I made this post on Facebook last night purposely in terms of that power where, you know, at the heavyweight division... You know, there's a difference between guys that have one-shot knockout power that can just put you to sleep by landing that single shot, which is a Deontay Wilder type. Uh, but in that, in the heavyweight division, it's the only division where if a fighter gets all their weight behind them, they're able to put anybody out, no matter what that. Skill level differences. Take a Butterbean, who was, you know, largely out of shape. He didn't have Andy Ruiz type skills, but Butterbean would knock guys out because he knew how to get all that weight in there behind them. Tyson Fury's a harder puncher than giving credit for. Tyson Fury, outside that Steve Cunningham flash knockdown, um, you know, has a great chin. Look at how he just recovered from those um, knockdowns with Tyson Fury uh, against Deontay Wilder. How he took whatever punches uh, Deontay Wilder was able to land in their rematch Um, Anthony Joshua doesn't have harder one punch power than Deontay Wilder does and on the inside where Vladimir Klitschko and Lennox Lewis were their best, where they were the bully on the inside, and they had how to use their body weight and push down on their opponents, and how to punch while inside doing that, tie their opponents up, frustrate them, and then once they were separated, use their distance, their jab, um, make it difficult for their opponents to get in, and then repeat that process. Tyson Fury, on top of being so agile for a six foot nine guy, he's not you know,
1: that he, agile. He's not that agile.
0: He he, he moves around great on his I, feet.
1: I, I, don't the way he leans I don't know.
0: Back on it. he looks fantastic I, for a guy. Once he's in shape, you know. Watch his um. Watch the uh, the Klitschko fight. Watch the um. The first Deontay Wilder fight. You know, a guy that big able to move around like that. Add all that together, and you have Vladimir Klitschko and Lennox Lewis kind of like you know 2.0 in terms of size. Not skill-wise, but in terms of size. Add those other things on there, and it's going to be too much for Anthony Joshua, who, when he gets tired, who doubts himself when he doesn't hurt his opponent, and I really think Tyson Fury makes an example of him, and I'm not trying to discredit Anthony Joshua. He's a great fighter, but I'm just saying Tyson Fury has him mentally beaten before they even get into the ring. Anthony Joshua has to work himself up. Pay attention to him. Pay attention to his pre-fights. Anthony Joshua has to work his confidence up. Even if you've seen the... the um the face-off with him and Pulev before this fight, Anthony Joshua's kind of got to work himself into, into this, um, th- this this little um, fit of anger or rage, however you want to say it, you know, to, to boost his confidence up. Tyson Fury oozes confidence like a snail. As, I, as Tyson Fury walks down the street, there's confidence left behind him on the sidewalk.
1: So um, let, let's talk a little about um, the fight coming up next week uh, because it's an interesting fight between Canelo Alvarez and Callum Smith. Um, you know, they were talking last night about Callum Smith, and and I, I don't discredit Callum Smith at all. And you know, they're saying, well, he is the super middleweight champion. You know, when you look at Callum Smith's record, aside from Georgie Groves, um, I, I guess maybe I, I guess maybe the division just isn't as as plentiful as it it could be but is he the best super middleweight out there? I mean, I guess we don't really have any other choices, but I look at his resume, and the John Ryder win in his last fight was a good one, only because John Ryder busted onto the scene on the undercard of a a Canelo fight that we were in Vegas for, Uh, but aside from him and Georgie Groves, and I'm even giving Ryder more credit. I mean, Luke Blackledge, but um, who else, you know? I, I mean, I just think he's in a kind of a weak division, and I do give Canelo all kinds of credit. I mean, this just shows us that, you know, for the last decade, uh, uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez has fought nothing but the best. But how do you see this fight going? Is it going to be a, a, a challenge for Canelo?
0: Callum is really, um, he's got an odd herky-jerky style, very much like Josh Taylor, you know, who's the uh, the top 140-pounder in the world right now. Um, but And he's a decent puncher. Except Canelo is just on that next level. Um, um, There's there's no other way to put it. It's just Canelo is on that next level. I had um, recently gotten to a discussion about how good somebody is or how good somebody isn't. And um, I think with Canelo, something to the effect where I did the stats of his last 10 opponents... And I think that um, the stats of Canelo's um, ten po- his last ten fights, you got to figure um, he more or less he's won. Fights. He's won titles in four divisions. He's beaten at least three Hall of Famers. Um, um two top, two number one ranked guys in their division in Triple G and uh, Sergey Kovalev, who are, are certainly guaranteed future Hall of Famers. Um, he's beaten five multi-time world champions. He's beaten uh, one multi-division world champion. Um, the nine of uh, nine current or former world champion. Uh, those guys that he beat, uh, nine current or former world champions with a combined 62 defenses to their resume in Canelo's last 10 fights, the, the combined record of Canelo's last 10 opponents, Billy C listen to this is 347, 16 and four with 231 knockouts. And not one of, of, la, of Canelo's last 10 opponents came in off a loss. That tells you that should be enough to tell you exactly what level Canelo was on.
1: No, I, I agree with you. Um, I think that Canelo has proven uh, that he, you know, challenges himself. Um, there's no question about And I don't believe
0: he's peaked yet. Not to interrupt you, I don't believe we've seen the best of him yet.
1: Well, we, we may start to, we may start to, you know, see the best of him. He is 30 years old now. He's got 50 something fights. So, um, yeah, it, it is an interesting fight. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it for sure.
0: But, but he is definitely, Cal Smith, you know, he has to, due to the way he won that belt bill in the World Boxing Super Series, which is something that was open and only the guys, more or less, to say it plainly, who had the balls entered. And he was the one that went in there. He was an underdog. George Groves was actually the favorite in, in that tournament. And he went out there and he won that. So yes, I believe he is the best super middleweight in the world right now. But um, let me ask you a quick question. A lot of uh, these young guys winning titles before 20 fights, in a lot of ways, I see it's very detrimental. Last night, we seen um, something kind of the show where um, Teofimo Lopez, who is a top fighter, he has a great win over Lomachenko. You know, he is the man at 135 pounds. The guy he fought before then, Nakatani, gave him hell and kind of uh, showed Teofimo Lopez is not invincible. Then we seen Nakatani last night come out like a madman. But on that undercard, um, after being knocked down and dropped, but on that uh, undercard, Edgar Berlenga comes out. And Edgar Belenga, yep, now they're calling him. Um, they have him marked down as a historical fighter for the most first-round KOs in, in, um, in a career starting out. I think now it's 16. Um, they put him up there with guys like uh, Edwin Valero. And he comes out afterwards, and he had said this comment about how Canelo, Jaime Mungaya, and Sergey Kovalev, unlike him, are not real fighters. What happens when I, he goes in there and he faces a guy that can't go down, that won't fall from that power?
1: Listen, it, it it's happened in a sport. It's it's taken uh, you know the last decade. You know fighters today talk shit, talk smack, and they don't back it up. That's their only that that's that's how they think that they get the fights. They have to, because promoters really don't promote fighters anymore. So that's how, and because the, a lot of the younger fan base buy into that crap, it works. It makes me sick, Dax. And and it's a great example um, when fighters talk smack, when they've never proven themselves in the ring, and they end up, uh, you know, gaining shots. It's almost as bad as Shannon Briggs, who, who does it. We all laugh at him. And, but but the method of, of let's go champ, you know, is, is same, the same thing of what you're talking about. These guys figure if they, if they ruffle the fighter's tail feathers enough that he'll go to his, the powers that be and make the fight. It, it's, 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 it's sickening to watch. You know, everybody copies off of that Muhammad Ali who was successful at it because uh, he backed up what he said. You know, and these guys today, I'm going to do and Floyd did the same thing. Oh, I'm going to fight for real this time, you know. And, and nah, yeah, you know. But uh, in any event, what's your prediction for next week's fight?
0: I, I predict, um, you know, Canelo is going to win a hard, um, tough-fought decision. Do you think it is going to
1: be a, 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 a competitive yeah, fight? Yeah, yeah.
0: Cal Smith is a big, big fighter. And uh, the only reason why I mentioned that, Bill, is it had nothing to do with uh, coming down on Berlanga and, or especially at Teofimo Lopez who proved so much in that Lomachenko win. The point of the matter is, is that it ties in with kind of, you know, like this Anthony Joshua fight that we're speaking about where the first time these guys hit somebody – they hurt them and they get back up and they start coming after them, it's going to be like, you know, these guys have no idea what to do after that.
1: Well, they don't have – listen, I, I've said it for the last – And then
0: of, they get mentally ruined. Well, like I see, Deontay I, Wilder, they get mentally ruined and their career is over. They All of a sudden, they went from on the top of the sport to easy pickings.
1: Well, listen, I've been saying it for, for years and years. You know, the fighters, promotional teams, and management teams are not doing them any justice – by picking cupcakes and maneuvering them to a title fight. All they're trying to do is cash out and win a fight or get the opportunity to win a a championship fight, pay everybody off, and then if they win, hey, we get another payday. If not, too bad, so sad. And that's the problem. And it it starts with all the fighters. Occasionally you'll get some of them that will rise to the top and actually be what they're projected to be. But the majority of them do not. And Deontay Wilder is a great example. Not knocking him because I do believe he's the hardest punching heavyweight in the division. But that's all he's got. Make no mistake, that's all the man has. You know, and it's it's helped him. But now, like you said, you know, he loses two fights basically to to Tyson Fury, and he's mentally shot. He can't live with it. You know, to come out and start uh, blaming his team for tainting the water and the judges against him and the ref against him and all of this stuff. I mean, that's just signs of either somebody that's experiencing some mental uh, problems or uh, not holding themselves accountable. End of the story. And that's the majority of a lot of youth today. They don't hold and themselves that is, accountable. And,
0: and that is, you know, before we go, I, I got to say this, you know, in terms of wanting to bring fighters along properly and fighters wanting to learn from the best and fight the best, and so this way they're ready for any situation. You know, over at Newburgh Hook Elite, which you know I'm involved in, Bill, um, uh, Coach Leonard Lee, the founder of the program, we have a young fighter down there named uh, Elijah Williams, who's only 17 years old, and Elijah... And uh, Coach Lee are actually in Florida. They're coming home today, but they went down there because Elijah is trying to get better for so when he can finally get his break and enter the pro ranks, he's gonna be well rounded. He went and he did a tour of the gyms down there. He went to the Fifth Street Gym where he made a great impression. But you know, this last week he sparred with Keith Thurman. He sparred with Chris Algieri. He's only 17 years old. He made a great showing of himself. And he, you know, because he wants to be a complete fighter, he doesn't want to go and. And have these easy fights. He doesn't want to be somebody who's just going to go out there and be a front runner. He wants, you know, to go out there and, and chase greatness. He wants to be prepared to tra- uh, chase greatness. So, you know, that that's, you know, Eli is not only, um, You know, uh, a role model to all the other fighters at you know at that gym. But you know, Eli himself, you know, wants to go out there and become great, and he doesn't want to be you know just a flash in the pan name. And a lot of these young fighters, like you say all the time, and you know what a lot of fans are starting to notice is they want all too much, too fast, and they're happy with what they get. Very few want to go out there and achieve. Greatness by making sure that they're fully prepared for all and every situation, and that's what I love about this kid.
1: Well, let me say something to Eli. You know, my advice to Eli is simply this number one, the people that are around you right now seem to care about you, and they're doing everything that you know should be done. Remember that because somewhere along the line, Eli is going to be tempted by somebody else that's going to tell them that they can give them more and, and do better than who they are, who's, who he's with right now. It happens to everybody. And the second thing I'm going to say, this is to Eli's team. Eli's team, yeah, the kid wants to fight the best, but the trick in in getting a kid that will become a champion and be there for a while and actually hone the skills is to progressively increase the level of opposition from fight to fight not to jump in over your head at, at first and not to under uh you know uh, challenge yourself with with you know potato puffs uh every, every single fight you go with the progression you be patient and you build up you hone your skills the way they used to do it back in the day and uh the kid uh if he's got the skills He's gonna be successful, but he's got to do those two things: trust this team, and his team has to not be greedy. That's it, and uh, and, and be patient. You know, so yeah, he's
0: he's got, he's got a great team behind him, Bill. Considering I'm part of his team, so you know, and uh, Leonard Lee has been with him since he was a young kid. Oh, uh, the poor guy! You know, uh, the poor day, guy! He's he's got you. He's got back, you,
1: he's got. He's got you part of the team. Oh, jeez! Uh, you know, sorry to hear that, but no, I didn't even know that. And uh, I'm, that, I'm saying that's
0: why I mentioned New work That you know, that's why I mentioned you know our you know our gym. You know, with local. No, you know, but I mean. what I'm
1: saying to you is, it's 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 good because uh, hopefully you you know what I'm saying. So anyway, Dax yeah. will be back uh, next week to talk about the uh, Canelo and Callum Smith outcome. And uh, until then. Uh, enjoy the fights, and we'll talk to you then. Keep up the good work on the website, by the way. I appreciate it.
0: All right, everybody. Enjoy your day. Next time, don't reject my call.
1: That <laughs> was you rejecting me. But uh, anyway, I'll talk to you later. That's uh, Dax Khan, and uh, he was giving us his uh, a lot of his thoughts. But uh, uh, in any event, we're going to get uh, Alex Papaly on and uh, see what uh, his thoughts uh, of the fight was. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, to be honest with you, I, I wasn't sure with that whole... Uh, Anthony Joshua uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. Uh, connection was. I, I, I don't recall uh, seeing that uh, in the past, but uh, anyway, we're going to get Alex Papali on, and uh, I just want to uh, say his segment is being brought to us in part uh, by the title bout championship computer game, and the title bout championship computer game is the same game that Alex does all his uh, simulations with, uh, you should get yourself a copy of it right now. You can visit our website, billycboxing.com, and uh, scroll down a little bit and click on the banner. But get yourself uh, a copy of that right now. Joining us right now is uh, Alex Papali. Good morning, Alex. Good morning. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, my, your sound is going in and out. I got an echo? No, you you had nothing. <laughs> Uh, there was. I-, I would have accepted an echo no you keep going in and out like uh oh. i hear some of it and some of it i don't but
2: uh oh, you want to want to call me back or? no
1: no uh, we'll we'll try if it keeps up uh we'll do it. what's your thoughts on the fight last night
2: which one <laughs>
1: well I, i'm primarily so talking about pulev uh, aj
2: yeah i'm only kidding um i uh I enjoyed it, but um, uh, you know I'm trying not to be um, looking at my notes here that I wrote during the fight, and I was I was very critical um, of
1: AJ, you and Dax, man. I guess I, I yeah. hey, what what give me some more criticisms because obviously Dax uh, was not impressed either. Um, what what's the criticism?
2: Um, I I just think he's sort of like a timid giant, uh, a very uh, Lennox Lewis and Vladimir Klitschko ish. Um, I, I just saw when I was, uh, you know how I, I've been trying to avoid Facebook, um, and, but I just went on now to share the, the video for the show, and I saw um, uh, former cruiserweight Matt Godfrey um, Matt said, I uh, had a post that said something, I'm paraphrasing, something along the lines how Anthony Joshua is, a, uh, is like a post-Rosario Camacho. Uh, po- oh, and I, post- I, I yeah. agree with that so much. I, I think, you know, in a way, uh, Andy Ruiz took the best of him. Um, I don't know. I, and at the end when they were saying, Oh, those uppercuts were Mike Tyson ish. And he's like, um, Oh, I I was thinking more Larry Holmes. Larry Holmes would have knocked Pulev out in the fourth. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I mean it was really bad refereeing. Now I'm not sure I, I agree with the uh the commentators who who were saying how the fact that there was no uh referee's instructions at the beginning of the fight meant that he was a lousy referee. I'm not sure that was the fact, but as the fight wore on, yeah. Um when Pulov turned his back, Pulov turned his back. That could have been it right there. Um and I think that would have um in a way, that would have been helpful to Joshua because it wouldn't have shown that um, he gasses out. uh, And then he, as much as he is a good finisher, um, I don't think that uh, Kulev should have lingered on the hook uh, for as long as he did. Um, I I think Fury's the best. I I already thought this. Uh, I think Fury is the best of uh, the heavyweights, and I think he beats Joshua, even though um, I, I was... I was rooting for Joshua for a very long time. After he beat Klitschko, uh, you know, I was I was very high on this guy, but I really think he's regressed, and it's it's kind of sad.
1: You know, you you don't look at it as gaining patience and and not making mistakes. I mean, I mean, the truth of the matter is, is is I, I believe that he has become uh, Klitschko and and Lennox Lewis ish. Because, and and how can we knock either one of those uh, fighters' careers in terms of success, and especially with uh, Lennox Lewis walking away at the top of his game never to to be exposed again. Um, You know, a lot of fighters come back uh, too many times. Um, You know, I I think that by rushing in, I think he learned something. See, I, I look at it this way. Fighters that learn something from making mistakes become the better fighters. The guys that make the same mistakes over and over and over uh, just go away and, and become, uh, well, Deontay Wilder, you know. Um, and and the truth of the matter is, is yeah, uh, Andy Ruiz beat AJ the first time. AJ was out of shape. Uh, AJ took him lightly, and AJ wasn't ready for his speed. And when he dropped him, he figured the fight was over, and he wasn't ready for the comeback that uh, that Ruiz gave him. He was ready for that. If Pulev would have come back, uh, he was ready. He was patient. Um, you're right about the referee. I don't know about the. Uh, I don't know about the pre-fight instructions. I mean, you know, they give you every single instruction in the dressing room prior to the fight. So maybe he yeah. just was, you know, cutting uh, some of the BS out. But um, yeah, I
2: think, I think he was tired of waiting, like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I, 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 I know. But gets to
2: the center is like, okay, it's time for me to sing a song. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, you know, I, I think AJ's problem, um, I, yes, he 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 doesn't go in for the kill, but he's being a little patient. I I think the glaring plot problem for AJ, as far as I am concerned, is his lack of defense, and I think that maybe it's time that they add another trainer to to McCracken. Uh, his team because he, he seemingly has taken this kid as far as he can now as far as he can is is you know the the uh, unified world heavyweight champion but um, now the, the next guys in his sights are are, are you know uh, the best of the best and, and of course that's Tyson Fury and should he fight Deontay Wilder Uh, Not that I think Deontay Wilder is anything special, but he's got the most powerful uh, punch in the division, and and because of A.J.'s lack of defense, I I think it it poses problems for him. I don't think that Tyson Fury beats him. I I think, I know that's crazy to say, since Tyson Fury has looked unbeatable, um, but I do believe A.J. can box, and I think A.J.'s, Biggest weakness, aside from lack of defense and his uh, trainer, um, is the fact that he can't fight smaller guys like Dax was alluding to uh, to come. Um, but the truth of the matter is, he does exceptionally well against guys that are six foot four and bigger. And of course, uh, Tyson Fury will be bigger than him at uh, seven foot or six nine, whatever he is. So I don't know. I think that's. I think that would be a good fight if it happens, and I do believe it will happen.
2: Yeah, I, I I'm very much looking forward to Fury Joshua, and I'm not I I don't want it to be in Saudi Arabia, but I guess that's that's what I heard last. Well, earlier this morning at like uh, one a.m. or something, uh, I forget where I heard it, but they were saying, or maybe it was on uh, maybe it was on Sports Center. Um, that uh, they're already talking about... uh, Aram is already talking about a two-fight deal, the first fight being in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I mean, I I don't know. If that fight is not in London, I I just don't understand. Um, But I, I think that it could be that they're thinking... Um, logistically with COVID-19 and everything. No, they're
1: thinking logistically with the U.S. audience, pay-per-view. That's right. what they're and thinking.
2: And the big, big mammoth. Right, uh,
1: right. Come on. So That's great. all Bob Arum is thinking.
2: Because I don't think they'd um, – because uh, there they might not. – they'd have the site fee and everything, and they don't care about the fans, uh, how full it is. Whereas in um, Wembley, they want it to be full. Uh, I-, I want it to be full. I mean, it was it was funny last night seeing a half-empty arena singing uh, Neil Diamond. Um, they still belted it out. You're That's-
1: damn right they did. I would have never thought it was a half-filled uh, uh, <laughs> arena. You know, I was like, you know, I, I love the – I man i I really wish in in the past 17 years that we've been doing this show that i I would have had an opportunity to do an event in in england i'd never been there and uh it would have been great but um let let me ask you this what the hell is the connection with anthony joshua and floyd mayweather jr i I was i was throwing up when i was watching the hugging after the fight I, i mean what's up with that did i miss something
2: I think it, I think it was just sort of like game recognizes game type thing. He's you know arguably the heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, he's got most of the belts, if not all but one, I guess. Um, and but wait uh, a minute, so, didn't didn't, you know, didn't,
1: Floyd, I, didn't didn't Floyd didn't didn't Floyd offer to train Deontay?
2: I think at some point, yeah. yeah he did. And I mean, and he definitely is certainly much closer uh, affiliated with Wilder in terms of his promotional uh, uh, entanglements and stuff well, thugs thugs usually, that, uh, thugs usually thugs
1: usually stay with thugs don't they
2: <laughs> the thing that would be uh, would be funny would be if um, if they both end up uh, testing positive for coronavirus <laughs> uh, because, uh, no man Floyd a great big hug I and know you no Floyd. Took a private jet there, um, so I hope uh, for their sake they're both um, they're both uh, negative. Well, but yeah, I do think I think you're right. Uh, yes, in some ways, a more patient Joshua is a better fighter. Um, but Bill, this you know this uh, boxing is spectacle as well as sport, and you heard the whistles uh, in the UK. That's um, that's the equivalent of boring, and um, I think that uh, you know he's a safety first guy, and maybe some of it has to do with this age of heavyweights, you know, because like I, like we were saying, Lennox and Vladimir Klitschko, you know, the greats of the last twenty years or so. Yeah, but it's not, just, he, last,
1: it's not just it's not just it's not just heavyweights. Look at Floyd. The safety first has equaled. Listen we don't like it because it's not the the boxing purists and you and myself uh, are, are boxing purists uh, there's no question about that and but the game has changed everybody gets a trophy everybody wins no one wants to hurt anybody because you don't you don't even get standing 8 counts anymore um we're all talking what it what how, how awful it was that the referee didn't stop it cuz cubot turned his back on him you know i i mean and, and if he would have waved it off and then uh, Pulov is, is complaining. I mean, it, it's it's the way it is. No one wants to get hurt. No one wants, you know, you got it. In New York, you have two doctors now. You, you practically go through an MRI in between rounds just so, I, you know, for them to test you. The safety first is great. But you're in the wrong sport. I, listen. Well,
2: and, and, there's still, and there's still bad stoppages, late stoppages, early stoppages like that. So, yeah, you can't remove the, you know, just human error and stuff. But, but I do think that um, the uh, – part of it is the reality of just how gigantic these guys are. I mean, basically, these guys are like power forwards, uh, the size of power forwards – I started watching the sport in the Mike Tyson era when I was 15. Um, He was the size of a point guard, a small one. Um, So, yeah, the sport has changed, especially in the unlimited class. So uh, I think that that's one of the reasons why these guys are a little more hesitant is they're gigantic. And the intimidation factor of getting hit by a gigantic person, uh, the idea that you're going to get put to sleep um is definitely that reality is there and i think you can see that anxiety in um in joshua whereas you didn't used to see it if you watch his fight with dillian white where's that guy that bold able to change his size he could come in low he doesn't throw body punches anymore um there's a lot of things that uh Yes, he has improved in some ways in his patience and stuff. But if you watch that last round when he had him hurt, I mean, he was measuring just trying to to land that massive KO. Go back to what's working. Stick the jab in his face. And just, you know, if you – I don't know. It's very easy for me to be critical uh, sitting here. But, yeah, he's – I, I don't know. He's not as um dominant as and invulnerable as they make it sound, but that's the thing nowadays. All these um, every single one of these sports shows, it seems like uh, the uh, commentators are just way out there in the land of hyperbole, and they're not talking about what's actually happening.
1: They don't want to offend anyone. Right, you know, like, like you know, I
2: made. <laughs> At one point last night, did I hear some, Brian Custer refer to Mauro Mor- Ronaldo as the goat? I mean, I just if we're throwing around the greatest of all time, we just there's no what's normal now. What what's average? Everybody's the greatest of all time. That doesn't work.
1: Nah, well, it works when you're dealing with a, an audience that doesn't know any better. You know, um, and and that's the sad reality. I hate that.
2: Why can't we just be good? You know, I, I <laughs> I why, why be good? Why
1: can't yeah? But why can't <laughs> we? <the> <laughs> why, why can't we prove that we're good by whatever our field of play is in boxing? Just, you know, yeah, just
2: doing it. Just yeah, yeah just, just do, do it. your thing. Just do it. <laughs> just and stop talking about it. Yeah,
1: you know. I mean, uh, you know, let's go, champ. I mean,
2: that said, I thought that the Verdejo uh, uh, Nakatani fight was awesome. And it and is it me or are two of the best fights of the year top rank fights? Because Zapata Baranchek was another uh, barn burner, and that was another t- top rank card.
1: Well, top rank, they're trying to get all their fighters in the ring. I mean, the fight that they got to make uh, is Errol Spence against uh, Terence Crawford. I mean, that's that's the fight in the welterweight division. But let's move ahead to uh, next week. Canelo Alvarez is taking on Callum Smith. Um, How do you like this fight? I mean, the truth of the matter is, is uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez for the last decade has fought the best of the best. Um, There's no question about it. I mean, he's sitting here uh, with a 53 and one with two draw record. uh, 36 of his wins coming by knockout has only lost to Floyd Mayweather Jr., which we got to give him credit for even fighting that that uh, bum. I, I think he's a, you know, Floyd Mayweather Jr. I shouldn't say he's a bum, but, you know, he just he's ruined the sport. You want to know what happened to us, sport? Look at Floyd. I, 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 God, he drives me crazy. He just—you know—I can't stand him. And 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 you know he's 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 coming back. He's he's fighting that tough fight. That Logan Paul. That Logan Paul. I mean, that they everybody wants to see that fight. I mean, not only that, but he says the first million buyers can get um, it for 20... First million? They, they're not even going to get him. Listen, if Floyd Mayweather can pull off a million buys for this fight, uh, I'll, I'll kiss his toe because uh, the truth of the matter is, is anybody that will pay for this... I'm not paying for this fight. I am not paying for this fight. <coughs> I don't care about this fight. I have no interest in it. It's a joke, Alex.
2: Yeah, I'm not... It's not a fight to me. It's It's... Yeah, it's not something I'm going to be watching and... <sighs> Part of me, I, I do have a signed uh, Floyd poster, and part of me is like, okay, I think it's about time, ready to part with that one. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I, hey, God bless him for uh, you know wanting to uh, stay active, and but yeah, it has nothing to do with boxing. It, it probably, Bill, I wouldn't pucker up just yet because I wouldn't be surprised if that does very well. Because the influencers, have you heard these? this word they use nowadays? You're an influencer, Bill. If you have a YouTube channel and you have lots of uh, followers and maybe they take your advice on what skin cream to lo- use, you're an influencer. Well, the influencers, I bet, are going to like that fight. And I wouldn't be surprised if it does really well. Um and um it'll just be a weekend that we uh, us purists will have to turn away turn away like I do when people talk I love you know me Bill I love vampires and werewolves but when people talk about twilight I turn away cuz that's not for me
1: Alex Alex <laughs> Logan Paul doesn't even have a win he's 0 and 1 I it's, mean it's the argument, it's, the it's it's argument, the argument so the, the the argument when when he he fought uh, the MMA guy um Conor McGregor you know and all the MMA fans thought for sure that he was going to beat Floyd uh you know at least you had something at least you had some potential you know he, here we got Logan Paul who who's 0 1 he 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 lost his fight to the, to the other youtuber KSI or KS1 or whatever the hell his name is you know lost and and Mayweather Sure, I'll fight him. You know, you know, give me my um, whatever he's going to make—ten million dollars or whatever. You know, I'm not knocking Floyd for taking the money because that's that's just being smart in a way. But come on, man, come l- listen. Let's get back to Saul Canelo Alvarez and 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 Callum Smith. I I'm uh, uh, Callum <laughs> Smith. Is he going to give Saul Canelo Alvarez a fight?
2: I think so. I think we're going to see a better fight than we did uh um Canelo's last time out versus Kovalev because I think Kovalev was sort of um not uh not really up to uh Canelo's level. Um and I do think that uh um Callum Smith is going to engage him and might might give him a couple of wrinkles that uh He has some difficulty with, I think, for one, um, I know this sounds kind of weird, but I think he's stronger uh, and harder to move around than Kovalev. Even though Kovalev's bigger, Kovalev was not a guy. Kovalev hit hard, but he, I don't know, he didn't have that same physical imposition that I think, I think Callum Smith is going to be, I think uh, Canelo Besson him by decision or late round body shot because body you, know, shot. you can never count Canelo out um, because the body shots are so amazing. And if you hit a guy right in the guts, I don't care who you are. Uh, you're going out.
1: Callum uh, Smith. Callum Smith has just about a half a foot height advantage.
2: Yeah. Over, over, so I think that it's going to be uh, it's going to be a little more difficult than um, it's definitely going to be a more difficult uh, fight. For uh, Canelo than Kovalev was, but I I don't um, I don't see Callum Smith beating Canelo. That's for sure. Well, here's
1: the thing, Callum Smith. It, 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 when you have that kind of a height advantage and size advantage overall, if you establish your jab and you're patient, just like you're criticizing AJ for being, um, you could steal a fight, right? But Saul Canelo Alvarez, his game plan, and I would hope and assume that Callum Smith's team understands this. His game plan is to do exactly what you just said, work the body. He's got to get inside to slow down, uh, uh, presuming that Callum Smith is going to try to set up uh, you know, uh, his power punches behind the jab. So Saul Canelo Alvarez is going to try to get in tight and uh, land uh, body shots and, and maybe sneak something in uh, to chop the tree down. Um, the difference between Callum Smith and Sergey Kovalev... Is that Kovalev proved to be a guy that um, didn't really like to get hit? I'm not saying Callum Smith likes to get hit, uh, but you know he was in a, a vicious fight with Georgie Groves. Um, and you know, aside from that, when I look at his resume, and it is partially to blame the division. He hasn't fought the caliber of Saul Canelo Alvarez. Canelo Alvarez for the last decade since the Miguel Cotto fight. Has fought the best fighters he could fight. I mean, there's no question about it. Um, you know, so I I don't know. I I think that this is when, at 30 years old, like Dak suggested, that uh, Canelo has not even hit his uh, peak yet. He he he's very. He could very well be right because I think now, in this fight, uh, should uh, Canelo get past uh, Smith, this starts putting uh, Canelo Alvarez in that that all time great discussion for real i know that they've been talking about that for a while but i mean this is a guy that has done things similar to a roy, roy roy jones jr you know moving up and down in weight and and beating this champion he's not going after secondary people he's going after main guys i mean uh again you know callum smith winning the world uh, boxing super series in super middleweight um that's a feat i mean that right there puts him at number one i i gotta give credit to canelo there's no question about it and it makes you wonder why weren't these fights made before was it because of golden boy was it because of the zone you know was it because canelo was was causing it i don't know to come back with this fight uh first one as a free agent so to speak on the zone um it kind of kind of really clouds that whole that whole uh golden boy issue doesn't it
2: yeah, it does make you wonder about that, and I wonder if um, if part of it was all uh, just the the way this year has been so weird, and that this became the the most logical fight for him. But you're right; it does seem like because uh, this fight was there right after he beat Kovalev too, so it's not like it it wasn't on the radar. But um, I'm glad we're getting it, and you're right. I think that. Um, Uh, this is going to be, it's going to be interesting, um, who gets fighter of the year. Uh, Canelo, absolutely. If he wins big, he could, he could, uh, be the, uh, late, uh, winner of it because, um, yeah, you're right. This would be a very significant victory. Um, another title in another weight class. Um, so yeah, I do think, and, and it's like you said, it's, uh, it's the Calzaghe, the Roy Jones type territory. So yeah, I think, um, a lot of people would be immediately clamoring for, okay, he's the best pound for pound. There's already people thinking of that. I mean, uh, they the did TBRB. last night. They
1: did last night. They kept saying right. he was pound for pound number one. You know, like,
2: and PBRB looks at him as uh, number one. And I and I think it's largely on his uh, the class of opposition. You know, the other thing we're getting is uh, Golovkin is fighting Friday night. Yeah, um, but
1: unfortunately, so, who cares anymore? You know yeah. the the you know and and the the argument that everybody you know Triple G still wants to see uh, a third fight with Canelo. That's not going to happen. Canelo yeah. has 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 speedballed right past Triple GGG. G. Triple G's next big money fight, Oscar De La Hoya. If <laughs> if if they let Oscar De La Hoya come back to fight him, that's going to be a money fight. Who else is there for Triple G? Triple G is is has slowed down um you know some bad business decisions. I don't know if it was on Triple G's part or um you know his his uh, uh lack of able to uh, uh, lack of being able to secure the, the the third fight with with Canelo, I I don't know, but time has not been uh, too kind to Triple G I, you know who else is left for him. You know, it, it, it's it's showing us with the, his opponent who he's fighting. I, I don't even know who he is. You know, I don't yeah. even know who he is. You know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think maybe Golovkin Charlo uh, would be a good fight for next year. You know, yeah, if he Charlo. wins um, and and still looks viable. But you're right. It is it is. Um, Charlo's
1: not going to fight even an old Triple G. Char Charlo's a punk. The the Charlo brothers are 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 they're punks. They are not real. They're not the real deal. I'm sorry. They they, they are they are a typical PBC fighter. They are no matter how listen. Errol Spence is, is the best triple uh, is the best PBC fighter that they have. Deontay's under that banner. I guess Floyd is under that banner. Should he fight? But I mean, come on, the Charlo brothers. I, I, I they just don't do anything for me. They they really don't. And uh, you know I don't want to hear anybody because I referred to. Uh, Mayweather before as a thug and or, or now I'm calling the Charlotte Brothers as punks. I, mean, I don't want anybody to come out and say that's a racist comment. I has nothing to do with race. There's Plenty of punk other people out there that that aren't of color. So I, I don't want to hear that crap because that's the yeah, next thing you're going to hear.
2: Of the, the, the phrase the kids today, use today, Bill, is uh, don't at me.
1: Don't at me. Don't at me. I don't you know, even get that it.
2: That little a, the A sign, the Twitter.
1: Oh, oh! Don't at me. I get don't it. Don't at me. I get it. I get it. I get it. But uh, it, it's a shame. That and, and then the other thing, the one thing I, I want to say uh, before uh, we go is this: these big cards. Canelo and 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 Smith is a big card. Um, last night, uh, you could make the argument because AJ, uh, you know, is uh, is a unified heavyweight champ. It was a big card. The undercards suck. These are not uh, the the typical world championship pay-per-view caliber, even though the zone, but that's a pay-per-view service type of a deal uh, or paid service. You know, uh, the Don King era Of championship fights was a a night of championship fights it was a night of you know you're tuning in for any one of three or four or even five fights not even just the main event today we're spending twice as much money for the main event and we'll get new we'll get new you know gots we'll get new gots for for the undercard and canelo smith is no different yes we're gonna see some young fighters um you know Dago Pacheco, uh, Alexis Espino, uh, Austin Williams are all gonna be on the card. Um, but you know, who are they fighting? They're fighting guys that are gonna make them look good. You know, uh, Ashton Skykes is is fighting Espino, five, three and one. You know, uh, uh, Rodolfo Gomez, 14, four and one, taking on Pacheco. Uh, I, I mean, these are these are fights that are going to be entertaining if you like the A-side. You're going to basically tune in to watch and beat the snot out of somebody. And we're going to uh, wait uh, for the main event. These events, these big fight cards where there's a a, a a major player as the main event, we need to start shaping up some better cards for this sport, Alex. Because, you know, this, this new generation that loses... Uh, the attention in in three or four minutes that's why mma is so popular right now um how long is it going to take before they start recognizing that uh these undercard fights are, are garbage
2: i don't think they ever will uh so I, I think I, that's why you know i love that um you know the old larry merchant uh, you can't save boxing and you can't kill it uh... if you think about it though boxing i don't know i'm kinda grateful for where we're at as much as i uh, i hear you um... It does. It does. It, there's a lot of redundancy and annoyances. Tell me. Tell me where we're road. at.
1: Tell me where we're at in boxing. Why? Why are yeah, you grateful? You think
2: about it. Yesterday, I watched boxing from two thirty in the afternoon till one thirty in the morning.
1: How many competitive fights did you watch?
2: That was pretty awesome. How right. many? How actually,
1: many? How many competitive fights did you watch? Okay. Exactly. So, so. So if so you're gonna tune issues. in, if you're gonna tune in, I'll tell you what's happened. Okay. I'll tell you what's happened. Because the the boxing has be so, become so outrageous with with all of the commissions and the cost it takes to put on an event, they've pretty much squashed the club show circuits. The guys that you used to go, especially in your area, and be able to go to a club show at least twice a month, see a, a Birchfield uh, show, or or uh, there's plenty others down there um, that you know you see guys you never heard of, but that's how. You would build up fighters. That's how you would get to know them. You'd, you'd you'd learn about the sport, both ends. Whether you're the a fan or whether you're a fighter, those have essentially disappeared because those small promoters can't afford to put on a show. Forget about COVID. They can't do a show with COVID anyway because you can't have spectators, and that's how you make your money when there's no TV. You know, we had a great uh, uh, vehicle with with uh, uh, streaming and stuff, but no. Everybody had to get greedy with that. You know, the The go fight live, you pay for it. You know, everybody said, screw that shit. I'm not watching that. And that's what happened. It's, it, it ruined it. So now you fast forward, you're, you're at a, a, another level. And now we pay for it, but we get one fight. So yeah, there's a lot on TV, but it's like a restaurant. Do I want to go to a restaurant that they give me a bucket full of food that's shit? Or do I want to go to a restaurant that the food is good and maybe you, you don't go home with a doggy bag. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I, I there's people here that where I live that they they define a good restaurant with how my Oh man, I went home with so much. I, I you know I I fed myself for a week. Yeah, well that doesn't mean it's good. You know, I give my dog a big bowl of food too, and uh, uh, he doesn't eat that much. You know, so I, I you know it it's it's quality, not quantity, my man.
2: No, I, I agree with you, and I do think uh that's what i was gonna say was that there were gems but they were each card had like one undercard gem or one one main event gem and by the end of the day it felt like okay well i did see a couple of good fights uh and i watched boxing all day how many uh, of the
1: names do you remember
2: that's that's, that and i mean that's the thing that's tough is especially as a purist is that i'm following the sport and it's and so when i talk to my friends and they don't give a shit about boxing it is one of those things where it is a little frustrating because it's like these guys i don't know the joshua pulev fight there should have been more interest in that um but um, so I, I don't know. It's uh, there's more boxing on TV than there ever was. But you're right; it has been watered down uh, in terms of uh, the the level of competition on each individual card. There's still definitely gems, uh, and we did see. I thought the Chris Colbert. Uh, Jamie Arboleta fight was really good, and I enjoyed the uh, Hitchens-Mendez fight as well, even though the uh, Ackerman card was, whoa, was bonkers. Um, I, uh, so I don't know. I mean, I think that that's the thing that's annoying is that we're getting and, – and the ESPN thing didn't make sense to me. Is like why are we waiting for, what, 45 minutes for boxing when you have ESPN Plus to put the boxing on? Um, I I don't understand. I, why am I paying for ESPN Plus and still waiting?
1: Well, uh, guess what? I'm not. I just canceled. It. I canceled them all. The only reason yeah. why I'm keeping DAZN is because uh, of next week. But uh, hey,
2: but I, yeah, I do think that. I mean, I think that one of those things about that was, um, uh, you know, we end up, um, you know, there, there's all these different apps, and yet. It ended up working out because the football game interrupted everything and was so long. We got to watch the whole Showtime card before we had to switch to ESPN. Hey, so that's
1: like uh, that's that's like uh, um, I just lost my train of thought. I, here I cut cut an advantage. Oh, that's like today when I was a kid. You know, we had two channels, right? Today there's hundreds and hundreds of channels, and yet you still go, oh, "There's nothing to watch." You know. That's right. It's yeah. like the uh, the Springsteen song,
2: 57 channels and nothing on.
1: Yeah. Hey, did you hear that they definitely came up with, uh, uh, forget the COVID vaccine, but they came up with a cure for COVID. Did you, did you, did you hear that? What's that? Well, basically, uh, you just wear a New York Jets uniform because they can't catch nothing. <laughs> So, guy, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, if we start wearing jet shirts and stuff, you won't catch COVID. Cause...
2: I like that. I like the self-deprecating humor. Oh, that,
1: that, well, I, I, I've, I've, I've I, that's what's happened to me. I, it's, it's totally. I'm at the end. I'm at the end. Just start shoveling dirt on me now, Alex. You know, because
2: that's like me saying, uh, you know, you go into a room. There's an astrophysicist, a, a brain surgeon, and a vegan. How can you tell which one's the vegan? Uh, that's easy. The vegan will tell you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. That's funny. That's funny. Uh well listen, uh you have a great week. We'll be uh back talking uh post uh Canelo Smith next week. And uh I, I think it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be competitive. And um my uh early prediction of course is Canelo. And I am I'm, I'm kind of with you. I I I think a, a body shot might uh might end the night for for Smith. I think Canelo although he has uh, lost some of his knockout punch since he's moved up in weight. I think he showed that he found a trick. I don't know what he, what pill it was, but when he fought Kovalev, uh, he definitely had some pop at that weight. So uh, let's see if he can uh, uh, carry it at 168.
2: Absolutely. And, I, and I'm going to marinate some uh, tofu in clenbuterol today mm, just in honor yeah. of Canelo. Uh, of, you know.
1: that, that tofu, that's, that's yeah.
2: I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be thinking of
1: that when I'm having my sausage today. I'm going to have sausage with ear pasta. It mm, would be good today. But uh, I, I would see what it would be like if I threw a block of white tofu in there, you know. But, uh, you know, eating tofu sandwich. Hey, Bill, you want a tofu sandwich? Yeah.
2: Nah, I'm passing. <laughs> (laughs) Spread some water on this
1: bread. I'm (laughs) stuffed. I couldn't possibly fit another chunk of tofu down, you know. But uh, anyway, Alex, you have a good one, my man, and uh, I'll talk to you next week.
2: All right, Billy C, take care.
1: That's my main man, Alex Papali, uh, giving us his thoughts. And uh, in case you didn't know it, he's a vegan too. You know, that's he's making a joke on himself. Um, I I got to. I I got to apologize. I, I. I had. At least seven emails that I took meticulously took care of and put them in a folder, and because I like to print them out and read them, I couldn't find them. But I did find my man uh, coach, uh, who did send. Uh, he, he's he's just as sick as me uh, over this. Uh, in case you can't see it, it's Mayweather Logan Paul. It's a joke. Um, you know, as much as I. Uh, and i will say this and i mean this sincerely i do admire uh floyd mayweather uh for his success from the business perspective in boxing um and not that he's supposed to really care about uh other people but he has single-handedly ruined it because of his own success uh people want to copy off of him and the end result uh is the way the sport is now now i could be totally wrong uh, I know we are not, um, uh, you know, the, the younger fans' choice uh, of, uh, of a boxing show. Um, and that's primarily one of the reasons everything comes to an end and uh, generations pass and new ones come on. And um, that's why uh, we're not going to be doing uh, this show um, as much. Uh, we may just do specials next year, like I said. I do uh, hope that I, I get to. Uh, appear on uh, other people's shows and get, give my thoughts and stuff I had a great time with uh, my man uh, uh, John uh, Signorella uh, last week if you haven't caught uh, that you can check that out it's uh, up on uh, YouTube and uh, podcast and everything else uh, just search uh, John Signorella um, my email from coach says, hey Bill uh, just win baby uh, Bill did your Jets bail at the end of the game uh, to protect what looks like their number one draft pick Ha ha." He's referring to the Jets losing to the Raiders last week in the last 48 seconds. I, 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 I couldn't believe it. You know, I, I'm sitting there watching, and, and and my grandkids came over to for Sunday dinner, and uh, my granddaughter said to me, uh, "Oh, Grandpa, did the Jets win?" Because you know they, they they know they know my pain, and I said, uh, it "Looks like they won," and uh, of course, my wife has to say. Uh, Well, there's 41 seconds left. I give him a chance, and I went in and mixed myself a drink or poured myself a drink. I don't mix nothing in it. But uh, I walk back in, and the Raiders are celebrating. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, the Jets blew it. The Jets blew it in 40 seconds and lost. Thanks for reminding me, Paul. But uh, anyway, he says... uh, Wish you would have given me a heads-up about the show. I missed the original viewing, but watch it later. Your shows are as good as ever. Thank you very much. He says, I agreed. Spence won hands down after collecting another big payday. Uh, uh, Payday, Garcia did answer like a pro. I believe all his limitations were exposed by Spence's strains. I commented last week that, um, you know, he did what I would expect a fighter to do when they lose, give the accolades to the guy that just beat you not make a ton of excuses. Um, today's youth, if you want to listen to one thing, hold yourself accountable, man, for whatever happens. I use the analogy like a, a deer, you know. Um, I hit a deer uh, is taking responsibility for hitting a deer. The deer hit me is you blaming somebody else for hitting a deer. So um, he says, a funny thing, whether it's fans not knowing sports, Uh, History or COVID, no matter what, boxing, the sport, not the new boxing entertainment. There was a time the fight was the actual entertainment, not all the backstories. It just seems now it's sold out and headed down the wrong path. 100% agree with you, coach. Um, The the fight isn't the story anymore. It's uh, the guy out. Did he get caught with this girl? Did he get caught with that? Did he crash his car? Did he drink? Did he throw money around? Uh, Did he get arrested? I, I mean, yeah. Um, he says, "I saw that you touch on politics and boxing would be hard not to do these days, and I loved you guys uh, touch on a comparison of the two. Exposing the PVC was great. Couldn't help but think of their pay- there of them paying their guys not to fight, which is extended unemployment, or a $15 minimum wage flipping fries on par with fighters uh, wanting monstrous purses, no matter who they fight, or even worse, the general lack of any sense of urgency in not at all." Uh, But way too many fights and fighters appearing to just uh, be picking up a check. You know, what I meant by that was the fighters today uh, are able to maneuver themselves into getting a decent paycheck for fighting a a, a, a bum, so to speak. Uh, No disrespect, because in my opinion, I I know we call them bums, but there's there's no bum in the sport of boxing. Uh, You got to give them all credit for having the balls to step in the ring. Um, I just think that the the natural cycle of a fighter climbing the ranks is gone. Um, the sanctioning bodies have have caused it with too many belts. I mean now everybody has a belt similar to what we're always talking about everyone gets a trophy so it's been uh, watered down the sport and uh, because fighters only fight for certain under certain banners we don't see a lot of the uh, crossover type fights which we should. He says, "Seems like uh, boxing's following the heyman Mayweather WWE path of the of least resistance all the way, uh, uh, resistance all the way to just announced Mayweather Logan fighting, waiting for the Patriots to play a college team in the new Super Bowl." Um, I, the Mayweather Logan Paul is is a complete joke. I, I you know as much as I despise Floyd Mayweather Jr. Um, and think that he gets way too m- much credit. I I would beg the guy not to fight Logan Paul. I would rather see him fight, who's the other one, Jake Paul? Or who's the other one that just fought uh, and beat the basketball guy? I I forget his name, but he would be a bigger challenge than Logan Paul. I mean, come on, man. This is such a joke. You know, credit. He's making whatever he's making. But don't buy it. Let's send a message. I hope Alex was wrong. Uh, He says, too many people's business businesses are getting crushed and many don't even want to hear about million dollar sparring or WWE sessions. Not a fan of the Snoop Dogg venture either. Even though I grew up watching boxing with fam- with the family on weekends on CBS, NBC and ABC's Wild World of Sports and then Sunday nights the Ed Sullivan show also with the family. I couldn't imagine couldn't imagine watching a pay-per-view boxing event interjected with the Sullivan show acts now. Um thanks for the email and again i apologize i know mike sent me one and um uh, alex sent me one um and i i forget uh, the others but uh, i apologize if you want resend them and i'll read them next week for our last show of the year um yeah it's uh it's a shame I, you know the snoop dog thing i you know i like snoop I, you know i i do i'd be lying if i if i said i didn't um but um i just don't think the music as a as a performance aside from maybe a ring walk is gonna work Uh, rock nation tried it it didn't work um now with that said in europe i've seen where they have major acts um playing rock and roll in between fights in in uh uh, montreal and and and, uh, you know you go to a fight and in between rounds they got these gorgeous go-go dancers dancing you know and You know, I have a tendency to watch them and uh, not pay attention to the fights. But since, thank God, they only have them in between rounds. Uh, But uh, in any event, who knows? Uh, The world uh, belongs to the youth, and uh, they will uh, make it or break it. Just remember one thing, boys and girls, you youths. um, Don't be complaining and pointing fingers 20 years from now at everybody else because what's going to be going on in 20 years is the decisions that you're making right now. So, uh, yeah, it's great to, you know, assume that the world could be one big happy place to live in. Uh, the reality of it, there's a lot of uh, people that act like they want that. Uh, but deep down, they have an ulterior motive. So, anyway, um, I hope everybody uh, has a great productive week. And uh, remember, uh, watch the Canelo and Smith fight. It should be a good one. I would be shocked if it's not. Um And uh, just a programming note, we will be doing the show next week. It will be our last show of 2020. And moving forward, we will be doing a show from time to time. No more regular shows. Uh, I guess a lot of people could give a shit. And the people that do, um, you know, depending upon the demand, we'll take it from there. Give the people what they want. But right now, uh, they don't want it. So anyway. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. Make sure you tune in next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Until then, I'll leave you with this. Ciao, baby.